Welcome to the Writer's Source Podcast with Ufoma and Faith, the podcast where you get all the juicy content and hot topics on the myths and truths about writers and the writing industry, especially in Africa and around the continent. Hey guys, it's another Friday and you know what hour it is. The Writer's Source Time. Today, we will be talking about winning and losing as a writer with our lovely guest, Joshua Shizoma, winner of the 2020 Awele Creative Trust Award. How are you, Joshua? We are so glad to be joining us. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah so you get one for this in the front end, right? Yeah, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm glad to be here. So I'm very, I'm actually very happy because um, he's also a winner of our Creative Trust mm. Award, which I won in 2019. So I was very excited to <laughs> have him. I was like, no, we have to have this right. So thank you. Wow, guys. I'm, I can't win Creative Yeah, you're alone. <laughs> and then the person won in 2020 does not come on <laughs> our podcast. So I had like, we had to get Joshua on this episode, and yeah, it took us a bit of, uh, because he's a very busy person, though, <laughs> so thank you, Joshua, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much, I'm glad to be here. Okay, would you introduce our guest to our audience? Welcome, Thank Okay, <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> Joshua Chizoma is a Nigerian writer. His works have been published in Afrida and Trophy Magazine, Kalahari Review, Expound Magazine, Crackia Review, and everywhere else. <laughs> his story, <laughs> his story, A House Called Joy, won the 2018 Creative Garden Prize in Flash Fiction category. He's an alumnus of the 2019 Purple Habiscus Creative Writing Workshop. Joshua is also a recent law graduate from the University of Nigeria in Suka. He's on Twitter as Chizoma underscore Inita, Facebook Joshua Chizoma, Instagram Joshua Chizoma. Joshua, right. I'm done. Please, can I, can I talk to you about it? <laughs> the one that we attended. Ah, uh, uh, Joshua, you don't know that. Um, hey, something you must know about me is that he's a huge fan of Chinamanda. So oh. she can do anything to get to meet you, Mamanda. <laughs> anything legal, let me add that. She won't kill anybody anymore. So yeah, she's a huge fan. Oh, okay, that's a little bit of about maybe five eight Yes. Uh, Alright, uh, so course, I think we'll just... Uh, hey, oh yeah, calm down. <laughs> so I think we'll just start from the glaring stuff. Let's dive right into the conversation. Let's talk about winning the 2020 Arrowly Prize. Joshua, how did that feel for you? And I must add, I'm totally in love with the title of your winning story. Their boy is very catching, and I'm looking forward to reading it. So, <laughs> how did it feel for you? Oh, okay, yeah. So, thank you very much, Oma. And uh, when I saw your book, I was really um, on Instagram. I was really happy. Just at the point, <laughs> just won the prize previously, and then we, at the point where I got Nigerian lost writing. So there was the 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 king shift in the felt in that moment. Okay. <laughs> but really it felt it felt surreal. I mean like at that time I was um, writing my final paper. I was just I was preparing to write my final paper. So and it was 
It was after I was doing so a lot of work. So it was a breath of fresh air in that moment. I felt really so elated. I remember seeing the email and then trying it and I could not see it. So I just brought the hand and I was cutting through my veins in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally could not do anything. I was just doing for the FBA and looking for us and then the messages started coming in on on Twitter first of all and then on Facebook. So it was I mean for that period I was just it was also not even making angry nobody taking flat of it. I was just really happy. So yeah. It was for real. Great, 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 great. I, I can totally connect to that thing. Hey, sorry you, sorry you. <laughs> Don't worry. Please, uh, let, let me say the way Nigerian people do. No one is coming. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, that, yeah I, I can actually relate to that. And Seth can actually relate to that too because she has had a moment before. So, there's always that. It's, it's always a different kind of feeling when you put in the work and you see that it's actually acknowledged. So, well done, Joshua. Well done. Um, Joshua, you made the first list for the 2021 Afrikondo Prize for your story, Collector of Memories. Another fantastic title, by the way. And also, another of your story needs the long list in 2020. A very impressive feat, I must add. Thank you, Barry. What would you say is your magic? And how do you deal with rejection or not making it touch when that happens? I think that's like two questions. One, what would you say is your magic? And two, how would you deal with rejection or not making it first when that happens? Oh, all right, all right. Thank you very much. Um, I think consistency is um, consistency is one of the biggest assets anybody can have because uh, for me, I rank consistency above fear. So you might you might know how to write, you might be an effective writer, but if you're not consistent work and consistently show up, you will not um, get to the point where the results start. Yeah, so I try as much as possible to consistently write and to, even when the, the results are not showing, even when the accolades are not coming, I, I try to put in the work as often as possible. So I'm almost always working on the story at every point. Because of how um, the process of coding is, it could be challenged sometimes combined. So I try as much as possible to try and write as often as I can whenever I get the opportunity. So if there's any magic in quotes, I'll say it's consistency. It doesn't matter what stage you are, it doesn't matter where you're writing to, just keep writing, keep sending your work out, keep going through the process of reviewing, the editing, the writing. As long as you keep showing up, which one day comes to the point where your magic, your work gets acknowledged. See, if you a man diligent in his business to stand before him, and not mm-hmm. be right. Yeah, so it's like a natural process. As long as you put in the work, you'll come to the point where you stand for the master and you get the rewards for your heart. And okay, so how I deal with rejection? <laughs> I'll not lie, sure. I've had like, it was even yesterday that I got a rejection email for one of my stories. So it's like the hurt is your flesh. I'll keep doing that. But I think one thing that helps me is the understanding that rejection is part of the process. You cannot have mm-hmm. success if you don't get rejection. So it's just it's like a side both you get rejection and you get leave. So when I, I tell myself that it's not something I can help, knowing that 
Ingestion would definitely come. So I, I tried to um, get in the strike when the rejections come. And also, on, and another thing that helps is the understanding that sometimes it's external to me how people react. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, that the story does not get accepted to be published in a magazine could be just because of the editor in charge. So, did, like, like, the obvious thing, the story is not a good product, not necessarily that your story is bad. So there are a lot of subjective factors. So if you're sending in your work for the competition and it just depends on the judges there. And not necessarily at some point you have stories that are good, a lot of stories that are good. At that yeah. point get subjective to what the judges prioritize. So understanding that sometimes it's not necessarily about my work, but then about the person who is expressing the work. And then finally, finally, and the fact that I've also had some strings of success with also help. So like I said, understanding that rejection is part of the process and having one in some case, having person focus on one from our I know that if my work is good, essentially if you get something to get published, eventually if you get to win awards. So that understanding having mm-hmm. one sometimes and having lots sometimes just tells me that it's like this, that would eventually come around. True, true, true. Very true. So basically, rejections will always mm-hmm. happen, but consistency yeah. is key. And like you mentioned, I think Faith, we talked about this in our last episode. We talked about dealing with rejection and the fact that it will always happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Knowing that it will always happen and just understanding, like, I think you mentioned the fact that, okay, you're entering for a competition and there are like, let's say 200 other people, 500 mm-hmm. other people. So there are people who are also as deserving as you are, and I think everybody has to get a shot at it. So sometimes it's not just your day, sometimes it's not just your mastery. And about the magic being consistency, I totally agree with that. Because it's one thing to not write, it's another thing to write regularly and keep improving in your craft. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us, Sugar. You're welcome. Okay. So, um, I think you've said this already, but I'll say it again. Your writing is very admirable. And I have read um, a few of the stories. I must confess, quite a few. I think I, I need to read more anyways, but I'm really interested in your work. And from the few I've read, you're really, really good at what you do. And I'm very delighted with the way you write and how accomplished you are as a young writer. So, this leads me to my next question for you. What makes writing exciting for you and yeah generally what makes writing exciting for you and how do you go about writing do you have like a plan when you want to write a story you plan it out or do you just go with flow are you the how do they say gardener and architect I think that's how <laughs> so yeah basically all right all right thank you very much thank you very much for five generous <laughs> <laughs> all right so um and what I find exciting is it's writing itself, writing itself. So I try as much as possible to enjoy the work, enjoy writing as opposed to publishing. Because I know at the point where I finish the story and I now start sending it out, it's totally out of my hands. And I could get rejections, I could get heartbroken, all of that. So in, in the process of writing, I try as much as possible to enjoy it. 
I try to get to know my characters as much as possible, try to be in the story and to like, have a certain level of detachment. Like I am the leader of this. I try to enjoy it. The bulk of the excitement of writing comes from writing itself. And then secondly it comes from people reading the work and understanding. When when I feel I have accomplished what I intended to write. So when I write and people read and they get to that means that I'm trying to the story, give me a certain kind of spirit. So you have sometimes people who go on Instagram or and Facebook. So they sent me someone sent me a message on Instagram, someone that I wasn't following. So they, they had just read my story and they wanted to um, talk to me about it. So it, it was just really exciting. It was really exciting. And, and I, I feel that I write for those moments. Those moments, those little glimpses. Yeah. When you are being come out to rejection, I have somebody who just gets what you are trying to say. Okay. Who enjoys the story. There's no greater reward than that. So there's the excitement that comes from winning awards and getting published. But beyond that, the fact that people get to read my stories is one of the um, pinnacle of the writing process for me. And um, do I have a writing process? Unfortunately, I don't. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. So, I think we're together in <laughs> I think it's forgivable given that you have the law is very, very strenuous. Like, to be on top of yes. academics, you have to always be reading and there's no time to do any, anything else. Especially if you're also doing extracurricular. For one thing I do is that I grab every moment, right? So it could be just when I'm about to and when I'm about to write, just start writing a few hundred words for and then, or when I'm in class and class boring, I try to write. But then the thing is, and when I'm at the beginning stages of writing a story, I think about the story a lot. So at every point, I'm thinking about the story, I'm thinking about the past, I'm thinking about the structure, I'm thinking about how to resolve and the plot, how to get to the end. So I'm always in my head with the story, which makes it hard for me to write more than a story at a time, because I have to focus. And so when I'm done with um, thinking about the story, I, I have a WhatsApp group where it's just me. So I write down things that come to me about the characters, about the system, about the plot. It just writes me down to like, so I have enough material to start writing the story. And then I now move over to my word document start writing the story. At this stage, I start writing in snatches. So I could write the beginning and go to the end. And then I could write the middle, I just keep writing until it becomes perfect, until something is formed out of it. Then eventually I now move over, I now send the, the, the document to my computer where I do the editing. It's the editing process that. So editing is just, <laughs> you have to, I mean, like, I find sometimes I have to cut out things, sometimes it's like, yes. I mean, yes, yes, so. Did all of this, so no, no, uh, editing is not fun for me. I can't make a possible to uh, elongate the process, uh, till I get the things I have to edit. And then after, after writing and editing, I'm asking to my friends, test readers, who read the newspaper, or work on it, and then I'll send to set up readers who read the newspaper, and then I'll work on it. And so it depends on how much work 
I feel I need to go on the walk. Great, great, great. I, I think it, you have quite a process, not so much a structured one, but then you do have a process and it works for you. And yes, editing is not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it's fun. But well, we move. We move. <laughs> okay. So, recently, South African Award winning writer, Risu Ketsui Manenze, I don't know if I ever know how to pronounce her name right, tweeted about how winning against Nigerians gives you a sense of achievement <laughs> you or something along the line. So yeah. how does it make, how does it make you feel? Or can you connect to this in some way? Do you think Nigerians are actually doing more than enough in the international writing space? Like, we've already set our feet there and we've come to stay and we're doing the work. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. When I saw that, I felt a sense of pride, you know. I know, right? <laughs> I do too. I felt a sense of pride. Yeah. Um, I think it's done and then it goes a lot of um, African creators, you know, and creators generally, but then particularly Nigerian young writers. They're doing such amazing, I mean, winning competitions, definitely. They help, they help with disability, and we can connect with the seminar of whether we are doing well or we are not. But yes, yes, yes. Right now, um, the Nigerian literature Nigerian writers, young writers, poets, um, short story writers, especially short story writers, have been so well. First of all, the writers in Nigeria. But then also more importantly, we should, we should perhaps start looking at the next generation of writers. Because the writers in this generation tend to be in a particular age range. Early yeah. late 20s and early 30s. So we need to start looking yeah. at that right now. So eventually get kicked off this position so that we would have a certain level of continuity. I, I, I mean, we need to, I, I, I'm interested in coming to the where we do not just have a lone writer, lone stars, where we get to have a community of writers just like we have in this moment. So we don't, we don't have a particular person who's winning all the awards to you. Yes. Just one person, we have a community of people. So for that, for so this to continuity, we have to intentionally in the next yeah, yeah you, you've actually said it all. I think there's a lot to be done, and we are actually doing well as of now, but there's still a lot to be done. Yeah. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, too. So, uh, coincidentally, what I'm about to ask next, we share in common. So, it's not just you and Ifoma with the ACT Award. I'm running my eyes. Wow. How do you manage your time as a law student and as a writer? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, I mean, I can ask over how she did this as a Nigerian law student. I can't imagine <laughs> combine our workflow there. And then I'm dreading that place for you already. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll get to ask you at some point. Well, I do try. As much as possible. I think, um, it all comes down. So I know the things I have to do at particular time and I speak to them. So when I have to choose my academic, so say for instance, when I have tests to write for exam classes, I make sure that I put in the work for them. So I, I try not to get distracted by my right. But then the few times when maybe we're just having a look, I try 
start as a person who's also like in doing this. But it's not only cultural and means that I don't get to have like a flourishing social life as much as I would love to do. So, so oh. I just <laughs> yeah, so oh. writing and studying takes up all my time. So Faith, you have any tips for this Because me, I don't, I don't know how I really do. So I would say, yeah, I just try to make up time for both both um parts of my life, my law school and being a writer. So you just have to make up the time. And like you said, some things have to suffer. Or some things, but um, yeah, so I just made it happen somehow. Have just find find that okay, I'm going to write this weekend during my exams. I just like forget anything about writing or looking at work that I have and just put it on hold and then come back to it after. So I think that was basically how I went about it. I don't know how faith does it, but I think that's how about <laughs> it. So, yeah, faith, let's work on you. Well, I, I think like Joshua said earlier, I'm mostly always writing down, okay, this is what I want to write. This is my character. I also have like this WhatsApp business for me. So I just write down things and ideas I get. And then I just find time to just put them all together. Yeah, I think that's, do that. that's how yeah. I write sometimes. Um, Joshua, what is the one thing you look forward to about writing? What is the one thing you look forward to the most about writing? Okay, my, 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 my writing career. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sadly, I don't think I've, I've thought about it that far. Uh, because I, up until this year, I didn't even, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to take up writing as a career fully, part time or fully. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I was sure I, I wanted to do law. So I was just taking things and as they, as they come, I, tried to make plans. So the plans I made ended um leaving school. And then after leaving school I, I, I figured I would then make plans that would cover after leaving school, maybe when I start working and check okay. out how, how how that would work. But um right now I I, I do think I'm going to probably publish a novel sometime in the future. And yeah, sometime in the future. <laughs> and yes, yes, that that is what I am. I am keen on that. We had it Exactly, exactly. So I'm looking forward to the time I hold my first novel in my hand. Yeah. Oh, precious moment. It's a problem. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Well, and but before Amen. I think there is. I think, um, just on a case, you guys will agree with this. There's a thing with lawyers and writing. Because I know quite a number of lawyers who are writers. Some have never, like, taken anything law before. Like, after law school, that was the end. Lots of them. I'm sure you know a lot yourself. So I, I, I don't get it. Why is, why? Yeah. How do you know that? What's the thing with lawyers and writing? <laughs> Imagine being Jewish, yeah? And, yes. and doing all of those writings and all of those philosophizing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Eventually, it just, I think writer comes naturally to, to lawyers. Yeah. Well, I just find it um, sad that I have to choose either one or the other. Because for you to be a very good writer, you have to dedicate time to, to Yes, very good. For you to be a very good lawyer, you have to dedicate time 
to being the best at your game. And yeah. time is finite, unfortunately. There's only so much you can do within a, a, a given period. Yeah. So I, I hope I get to, like, I eventually don't get to choose between one and the other. Yeah. Um, amen. <laughs> Amen. I just think it's like that. And, but then there's this writer, um, Jennifer um, McCombie, who is, okay. um, who is curiously a lawyer and doing well there too, and also a writer. Yeah. And her, her works, uh, she, she is accomplished also in her okay. own right. You can have it yeah, all. I, 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 want to imagine, I want to know how she did it. I mean, one of these days I could probably shoot her an email and that's how she's able to do it. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, the usual practice is to give up work for the other. So, um, like we said earlier, um, we titled this episode "The Win and Losses Episode." So you've already mentioned how you deal with rejection and not winning, and you've also talked about how winning makes you feel and what keeps writing exciting for you. Would you say is a major challenge that you are faced as a writer? And to get that for you, what this is a major challenge you face personally as a writer, and what do you think most young Nigerian writers like yourself face in the writing industry at last? What challenges do they face? So one, what challenges do you face? The other, what challenges do you think young writers like yourself face? Oh, okay. Um, I think at some point the both the both best years, um meets. Because the, the challenges I face personally, I, I do think that a lot of Nigerian young Nigerian writers is the same. Okay, so um, so for me, it's dealing with rejections, especially after winning this one and getting shortlisted for this one. So now send your work to the magazine and they send you rejections. I mean, so you know how you send um, to a magazine and their response period is maybe a month or two months. And within one week, you get a rejection, meaning you just read it and it didn't even pass the first reader to get to the editors. That's sort of yeah. thing. So how did you do that kind of hurtful rejection? Yeah. yeah, so it's one of the low moments for me. And, and I think for a lot of Nigerian writers, to breaking into the industry, getting taken seriously, because yeah. it seems that you'd have to get published in from repeatable pieces, and then win some awards before anybody takes it seriously as a young writer. Yeah, so, and getting published is not easy. You get more rejections than you get acceptances. And yeah, and then also, I, I think we have, um, there's a, this is a very legal, legal, some legal term. There's a lacuna in, <laughs> in the mentorship process for a lot of writers. So, a lot of Nigerian writers. So we have a lot of writers and we have clips of writers. So for you to get into those spaces, maybe as a, as a young Nigerian writer, you need mentorship to become good because I believe for one, that to become a good writer, you need to read and you need to write. But I also believe there's the piece of having people look through your work, edit your work and tell you, okay, this is a place where you're doing well and this is a place where you're not doing so well, you need to improve. And it's only people who have gone through the process themselves that can help you do that. Yeah. So because of how the, we seem to have clicks of, of writers, clicks of established writers, it's hard for somebody who's yeah. just starting to break into the spaces and have someone and um, someone look at your work. Again, there's, there's a sense of snobbery that I feel that people have. So except if you are a good writer, that's when 
you send your work to somebody and they, they, they take out the time to read to read your work. So there's this topic that um is arrived in the community. So you get people to take it seriously when you are a good writer. Which is sad because a lot of people who need to who need the expertise of these established writers do not get gain access because you would have to be good for them to look at your work. Which is just and how do I how I don't get someone who exactly, exactly, supports me exactly, and yeah. Yeah, so we have people who are good, being good, and people who are not so good, not getting to the point where they become really good. I mean, you just have people reference trash works only when they want to talk about how a lot of yeah. uh, upcoming Nigerian writers are not doing so well. So I read um, someone's piece at Sanso Place and it was so bad. And you can, you can imagine, you can imagine asking that person how. If they've taken the time to help someone exactly. through the process, even when someone hits you up and says, Oh, I want you to look at my story, whether there is the room to even do that for them. Yeah. So yeah. I think and I think I have talked about this. Um in an episode, please, what what episode was that? It's Karima's anyways. I think um she she actually mentioned this. She she talked about the fact that they are like I think she used to turn eight to five. So people who just want to stay on top and not let others like climb up a too. And I think that's exactly what you are pointing at as well. We hope it changes. We hope it becomes better. There's more room for, for young writers to explore their art and just get on with what they love to do. Which of course we could help. Yeah. We could help. Just one person helping one person, and the person helps one person, and just yeah. has to do it wrong. Yes. Very true. Very good. Thank you, Joshua. You know, it's not easy having <laughs> the winners of the ACT award right here. I'm, I'm hosting both of you. It's not easy. Thank you, guys. You, does anybody have a word of encouragement? Maybe some prayers for me. You know, thanks for everyone is here. You know, thank you. Tap into the blessing. Yeah, I have to tap into this <laughs> lesson. Yeah. So I, I, I think yeah. we really had like a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this conversation today, for We are, we are really delighted to have spoken with you and seen through your experience as a writer. Keep doing the good work and selling in your craft. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing with us on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We're really, really honored. Thank you for taking out the time. And we're wishing you all the best in your endeavors, in your law career, this in your writing career. Just keep on excelling and keep on doing the good work. So thank you. Thank you very much. So guys, um, thank you. Today we had Joshua and we're sure you enjoyed listening to him and everything he had to say. So we're, um, until next time, do remember to subscribe to the podcast and to our newsletter, guys. Send us your emails, your comments and questions, and you can also suggest who you would love to hear on the coming episode. So thank you for the support and do have a lovely weekend. Thank That's you, nice. guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Kindly follow us on our social media platforms at the Writer Source Podcast 
on Twitter and Instagram and do send us a mail on the Riser Source Podcast at gmail.com. Keep listening to us across the various platforms, basically everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Podcasts. Do favorite us on Anchor and we would love to see your ratings. The Writer's Source Podcast is hosted by Ufoma and Faith and produced by DigiLaw.